The Bible says in Genesis one and verse one and verse two, it says in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth without form was without with form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. That's the first mention of the spirit of God in the Bible. When I think of that, when it says move upon the face of the waters, it said it was deep. I think darkness. I think construction. I think some building has to be done. When the spirit of God moves, it builds it. It, it listen, it's construction. It's just like taking a construction truck and got the dirt and pushing the dirt all over. Do you think the dirt feel good? Think about it. Is the dirt feeling good that it's being moved? You, the dirt is, you're made out of dirt, in case you didn't know that. And you know what you like? You, know, you like when you're just sitting down and nobody's bothering you. And I'm just doing what I'm doing. But the Bible says the spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. There's some construction that has to be done. When the spirit of God moves in and it comes in, there's some, some moving around that has, there's action that happens. Not this foolishness that man has come up with. Action has to happen. And the book of Matthew and uh, the Bible says uh, in chapter four, Matthew chapter four, the Bible says, then was Jesus led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Jesus, you know, he was there in the beginning. Not only did God the Father have a hand in creation, not only did God the Son, God the God the, the Word had a hand in creation. Also, Jesus Christ was the Word before he put on the flesh. Also, the Spirit has a hand in creation. But so often we have ideas about the Spirit of God and we love saying, like he said, now it's spiritual spirit, now you got to fit your flesh in. It's better trying to fit your flesh in and then trying to fit the spiritual things in with your flesh. The flesh will do you no good. It, it, it's not helping you. Uh, you know, uh, fleshly things. My education, you know, uh, I call it, you know, they give you a little cap after you graduate. I call it your dunce cap. They just educated you out of your common sense. And, you know, people says, I graduated from such and such and I was summa cum laude. So what? Just telling us how good of an idiot you are. Somebody, some people rely on their looks, their charm. They rely on so many things. I've I've been here. I've done. You know, you know how people try to act like they've done something. You know, it's uh, when I was in the plant, uh, working on a furnace at 700 degrees and I had a. a a fruity tootie. Y'all understand what I'm saying? A sodomite. You understand? He's up in the office. He's in the front office. And he'll come down all the time. Anthony. And then, you know, I listen, I, you know, I'm not like you guys. I'm not trying to be politically correct. I, I could care less. And I'll be saying, man, you still stay with the dude? You still stay with my man? I can't even think of the dude. Now I say, you still stay with him? That's a strange, unusual situation you got going on. Oh, yeah, he was 40, 50 years old, you know, staying with another grown man. I just, you know. 
And I would just say it to him. He says, well, I think you should do this. I says, listen, get out of here. I would tell him, get out of here. You've been up there in the front office, freeze brain, getting under the air conditioning. And you come down here, not one drop of sweat. I mean, everybody on the floor sweating, everybody on the floor mad, everybody on the floor upset, except for me, because I'm mad, I'm agitating them. <laughs> you know, I listen, I look, I the brother talked about having God giving you something, having some reason to be thankful for. You know, I got this job. They didn't have no business hiring me. I got all of these felonies. I got all of this stuff going on. They hired me. And after they hired me, they stopped hiring felons. I'm in there now. <laughs> for real. Now, they stopped hiring felons because somebody that didn't know, uh, they thought because they had a clipboard. Thought because they had a clipboard, they were smart, they was tough, and they was going to talk to this felon any kind of way you want to. Listen, uh, one thing about when you, if you go and they incarcerate you, you understand what respect is. That you, when men got to deal with men, there's a level of respect. So now, first thing they going we gonna settle is my respect. So I, I tell them like, listen, man, if God tell me I gotta respect you, you gonna respect me. You're not going to cuss at me. You're not going to talk at me. I don't care what your wife did. I don't care what she did to you. I will punch you up here. No, listen, that's serious. And this is not me talking. This is not me. I got a gun. I'm tough. No, no, no. You know, people get guns. They get tough. They go through the training. They never use their gun. When I, I, I punch you up and go back to work like nothing happened. Matter of fact, the supervisor would send him over there. Go mess with Anthony. He got that Bible over there. And they thought because I had a Bible that it was going to help him. <clears throat> but he'd come down. He'd try to tell me to do something in the work area. People always think they have experience because they read a, a handbook on how to do it. Now, now, I'm not saying that if you read your Bible and you spend time in your Bible, it won't give you insight on how to do it. But God has a he has a sense of humor. Now, take what you read and start implementing it. And that gee whiz, golly gee, it's not the same. It's not the same. Now, I, listen, I, I say it all the time. You, I'll tell you how to plan a church. I can show you what not, I can tell you what not to do and what to do. But that's not true. Because every church that's in this Bible is a church and God does different things at every church and all of that. You hear Brother Wales talking about we tried this and the people came from over there. We did this and the people came from over there. Everything you think you're trying. And listen, I I know people got all these ideas and we go to leadership conferences and all that. I just look at them like they goofy. You cannot organize every church the same way. It does not work. Every person that God calls is not as organized as you want them to be. You know, God gives you a gift that's different from the next person. You can't take your gifts and say, well, if I were you, you should do what I should. Shut up. The Bible here in Matthew chapter four says the Bible. Then was Jesus led of the spirit. Jesus being the ultimate leader, the ultimate, uh, uh, the potentate. The Bible says he was led up of the spirit. You know what a leader could do? A leader can take direction. A leader can be led. I'm one of these guys. If you ain't never done it before, I don't want your advice on it. You you take it. I'm serious. You take advice from somebody never done it. You're going to be in trouble. 
It'll cost you six months, seven months, a year, 18 months to dig out of that hole that you took that advice from. Good, loving, kind, uh, a passionate brethren. That is respected. The Bible says, then Jesus led of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Jesus, the Bible says the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. If you're going to do something for the Lord, you might have to go into the wilderness. And your wilderness is not like everybody else's wilderness. You know, I, listen, I'm from Detroit. You could take me downtown Detroit. You could take me on the southwest side. You could take me in the darkest areas of Detroit. And I'm just driving around. You, you might lock your doors. You might start getting nervous. You might start sweating and all of that. And I'm like, what's going on? What's wrong? It's not the wilderness to me. But it may be for you. So be careful. The Bible says Jesus was led of, led of the spirit in March and, and Luke chapter four. The Bible says Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan and was led by the spirit into the wilderness. Not only was Jesus full of the Holy Ghost, he was led of the spirit. And, and Mark, it says he was filled with the spirit. The spirit moves, it moves, it constructs, it changes some things and it causes you to go through some things in life. Folk have ideas of if the spirit was moving in your church or in your life and then if this, this will be happening. God often works from the inside out. He often works from the inside out. The Bible says in uh, Mark, it, Mark 110, it says, and he straightway come out of the water after the spirit descended upon him. After he was baptized by John, the baptizer's baptism, you know, just suffer it to be so now. Imagine the God of the universe submitting himself to his own creation. The people that he called, that he allowed to be a part of his ministry, the people that he allowed, he counted you faithful. I love this Bible. The Bible says you're faithful. Now, if I say if you all the men in here that's faithful, all of you raise your hand, all of that. You ain't got a faithful bone in your body. You know why you're faithful? Because God accounted you faithful. Now, we ain't talking about in your relationship. We just talk about in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. He counted you faithful. He knows your frailties. He knows your flesh. You know, we just glorify dirt balls. You, I know you, but my dirt is better than your dirt. I, I got a better grade of dirt than yours. Uh, I don't care, red clay, all of that, whatever you got your clay from, whatever, it's still dirt. The Bible uh, talks about Jesus being led of the spirit. The Bible talks about the spirit moving upon the face of the waters. And the, the Bible says the earth was without form and void. God is always changing some things and constructing and better perfecting you, per se. In Acts chapter 16, we find Paul, the apostle. And I, I just love you can't get away from this Bible. And, and when you watch what God does. Now, watch how the spirit moves and how see we think that uh, when the spirit moves, the spirit told me, uh, listen, I wasn't led of the spirit to do this. And what we are saying is my feelings and my emotions it ain't got nothing to do with no Bible reading and it ain't got nothing to do with anything that came from the pulpit. And it ain't got nothing to do with anything that we prayed about or that we got intimate with the Lord about. 
had nothing to do with that. The spirit of God is moving all over the book of Acts and book of Acts one six, the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And one eight, the Holy Ghost came upon all of them and one sixteen, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake. The Holy Ghost. We were just talking about inspiration the other day. No, let's jump there. Let's jump there. Acts one sixteen, Acts chapter one, verse 16. I'm going to read this to you. And what you think that is? We're just talking about inspiration and double inspiration and quadruple inspiration or whatever you want to call it. Get there. Acts chapter one, verse 16, men and brethren, this scripture must needs be must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of who? David spake. Before concerning Judas. So uh, what kind of inspiration is that? The Bible says the Holy Ghost spake by the mouth of David. So if the Holy Ghost uses your mouth to speak some scriptures, what, what level of inspiration is that? First, second, fourth, quadruple. What level of inspiration is that? See, this book, man, you, 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 get, you stop listening to everybody and read your Bible. And you will say, mm, that was a good, what you said was that made for good preaching, but mm, the Bible don't necessarily agree with that. Acts chapter 16, the Bible says in verse one, then he came, then came he to Derby and Lystra and behold, a certain disciple was there named Timotheus. The son of a certain woman, which was a Jewish and believed, but his father was a Greek. He, he was mixed. Oh. oh, my goodness. They've been race mixing in the Bible the whole time. American garbage. That's all it is. The Bible says, which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and I. It wasn't even a secret. The Bible says everybody was talking about it. They might have had an issue about it, but they were still talking about it. It was well known. And guess what? The spirit is Timotheus. God still used him to write books in the Bible. God still used him to pastor. God still used him to be an emphasis, emphasis in folks' lives to help them grow in the grace and knowledge and wisdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says him would Paul have to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because the Jews, which were in those corners, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for the keep. They were ordained of the apostles and elders, which are at Jerusalem. So Paul picks somebody. He says, it's you. God used him by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit because Paul is following the spirit of God. We're about to see that. He's doing what the spirit of God told him at this point. He picks Timotheus and they're going about in the cities, establishing churches. And, and the Bible says in verse five, and so were the churches established in faith and increased in number daily. You, there's fruit there because the spirit of God is moving. Uh, the other day we just was at church and uh, uh, in Lady comes, uh, she she calls me because uh, of Mark, because Mark is at the plant and they Mark is at the plant. Mark started working in Toledo and Lima. 
And the lady says they know that Mark is a Christian and she's in trouble. She has marriage troubles. She calls Mark. She says, I need somebody that can help us with our marriage. So she calls. She calls me. Hey, I need to meet you today. Me and my husband. I sit down and talk to him. I said, y'all need to come. We're going to help you. You got to come to church and they at church and they want to get help and they want to get saved. They want to learn about the Lord Jesus Christ. Fruit. Not, it ain't me. It's God. Listen, people in the pew, I ain't talking about your pastor. If your church going to grow, it's going to grow off of you. You know what? I don't know. They might, you might, you, you know, you look so heavenly and beautiful and wonderful. They might say, well, we like John and we're going to come to the church because of John. It don't work like that where I'm at. You know what they look? Oh, you the preacher. You're supposed to say that. That's what happens where I'm at. You should preach. You're supposed to talk good about the church. You're supposed to think about that. Now, and I'm talking about these are people that know what I used to do. I went into jail the other day and the dude said. Is you is you is you turtle? And I was like, yeah. And he says. Did you. Pistol whoop my dad and I was like, Yes. That happened to you? Guess who preaching that day in the jail? Brother Rudolph was preaching in the jail. And he says, I still come to hear you preach because they say you can preach. And my dad said that even though you did that, he was trying to act tough and you, you, y'all did what y'all used to do back then. So my mom might be a little mad at you still, but they, they still said that if you're going to go to church, you need to go to church with him. He's going to be in jail for 10 years, but guess what? The plan is to be there when he get out so he can have a place to come to church and, and he could say, man, this dude, this, this dude and my dad and all of this, and I'm still here. You got people coming to your church with a, 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 a onesie suit on and smell like marijuana. A onesie, a teddy bear onesie. Let him do the Lord. About five years ago, he had dreads in his hair. He just cut his hair five years later. Now, he didn't cut it all the way. He cut it enough so he could braid it, but he cut it. He said, I'm going to have to cut it again, but five years. You willing to put the work in? I, I, I know you're super spiritual. You're super Christian. And when you go, everybody here and you listen and the whole, you like the spirit of God. When you move upon the face of the waters, everything changes and it turns beautiful. I know. That's the first mention of the spirit. That ain't the first mention of you. First mention of you is for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's the first mention of you. That's the spirit of God. You're, 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 it's not you. The Bible says right here in verse six, this is now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost. Has there been a point, a time in your life where you were praying for something and you it was clear that the Holy Ghost of God told you no. And you ain't get upset about it. And you ain't get mad about it. And you ain't think, I can't believe God would not let me have my way. You know, you know, that million dollars and that nice house and those beautiful cars that you want. Ain't got nothing to do with God. But we talking about spiritual matters.
We're talking about trying to see somebody get saved. We're talking about trying to see somebody grow in grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. We're trying about fixing some mended families, some broken families. And God tell you no. What you going to do when God tell you no? The Bible says the spirit, the Holy Ghost of God forbid them to go. That's what the Holy Ghost did. It forbid them to go. The Bible also says that and, to, uh, and, and we're forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach in the word in Asia. Oh, guess what? They, they're not supposed to get the word of God. No, the Holy Ghost is just forbid them to go. And the Bible says that after they would come to Mysia and they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the spirit suffered them not. And they passing by Mysia came down to Troy. So they had to go past some place. Have you ever been someplace where you're riding and you can feel the pool of God like I need to stop here. I got a burden. I want to talk to them about the Lord Jesus, about the Lord Jesus Christ. And the spirit of God said, no, you can't go. We got other business for you to do. If you ain't got if you ain't nearer to God and you ain't close enough to God, and you ain't listening to God and you in your feelings and your emotions. You're going to say and do something that's going to cost you. Paul didn't do that. The Bible says in the vision appeared to Paul in the night. There stood a man of Macedonia, prayed him, saying, come over into Macedonia and help us. You know, if he went to uh, Asia or, or Bithynia or wherever, he wouldn't hear. He wouldn't heard the cry. He said, come help us. He's like, yeah, hold on, God. I got something better I got to do. You know, had you ever put God on hold because the plan you got. It was better than God's. Or you really just didn't get the plan from God. You just came up with a plan or you went to a conference or you went to some place and you let these people tell you that this is what you should be doing at your church. I went to one of these uh, idea day things. And they have plenty of good ideas. Uh, Sugarfoot or uh, uh, Lucas, what you say, uh, milk toast. That's what I used to call it. Milk toast. Garbage ideas. Man, why don't you just go knock on some doors, talk to somebody about the Lord Jesus Christ and strike out about 25 times. And keep going. Now, I, I, I love when Brother Wells is telling the story about his dad, how his dad got saved the first time he was preaching, because I remember when he told me that story, I was in it. And when he and now he's like, I used to be working with Jack Chick. And he said, I got saved the first time the gospel was presented to me. He said, I was hearing pieces and parts of it. And I didn't know what I was hearing, but the first time, that's not normal. That's an anomaly. So everybody don't get saved the first time. You ain't get saved. All y'all didn't get saved the first time. Most of you have been in church all your life and you've been hearing preaching, 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 preaching. And you don't even know what you got. You don't even, the brother talks about you got something, this book. See, I got some. I you I never apologize to you. I've never been one of these people. I'm mad at God. I can't be mad at God. I know where I was born. I know I was raised. I know how God raised me. I know I got this book. I got something that folk don't got. I look at my pictures of when we was in the streets and all the dudes I grew up with and I could go through the years and 30 turned to four. One of them is serving the Lord. That's me. I know what I got. What do you got? What's your story? What's your story of victory of God showing up great and mightily and grand in your life? What is it? Don't apologize. Whatever it is, don't apologize to your neighbor, your sisters, your brothers, your cousins, your uncles, whoever. Don't apologize to them. I was preaching about uh, 
uh, uh, Joseph on his way to the palace. But his brothers couldn't stand him. The brethren couldn't hate him. The brother couldn't despise him and all of that. But he was still on his way to the palace. He got this dream thing, this dreamer thing. He got it from his dad. His dad even got a little sideways with it. But he got it from his dad. And his dad knew he came from God. But he's still on his way to the palace. That didn't mean he can go through the pit. That didn't mean that he can go in slavery, go to the Potiphar's house and in prison. But he was still on his way to the palace. But you know what? Like I said the other day, people got these books where they got every mountaintop in the book and they don't tell you about the valley. And if the valley, I said it the other day, the valley that they show in the in the book or and then they preach about it, it's the rolling hills of Iowa type valley. Between them out, it's not reality. Stop trying to help people. You are not helping them. Just listen sometime. They'll, they might help. They might be telling the truth. You just can't. You just, you know, you, if I was God, I would never do it that way. That's why you're not God. The Bible says also, the Bible says, and, and from Philippi, which they, the chief city of the part of Macedonia, verse 12, and, and the colony where they city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath day, we went into the city by the riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the women which resorted thither. They talked to whoever it was. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worship, which worship, which worship, which worship God. And heard us whose heart the Lord opened and she attended unto the things which are spoken of of Paul. She didn't take the preaching and said, man, yeah, I'll take this. I'll take that. I no, no, no. She took what she heard and she attended to him. She took her Bible. She opened it and she made sure it was true. And she proved those things. You know, the spirits speak of expression that a lot of days people shall give heed to seducing spirits, seducing spirits, seducing themselves. It, we, we so wicked today that we don't need no seducing spirit. We seduce ourselves. Intoxicated by I got these many likes. And it's, it's so annoying to me. So every time I go to the store, they never look like I see them. They raggedy, taggedy and messed up. Kids got snotty nose. They rag all of that. And don't look nothing like their Facebook profile. And you got dusties. I can't stand them. Dusties. Like you look wonderful. Man, you can't. You, you, you don't need. Welfare bought your shoes yesterday. But they'll be on there. Or your mom. Like, listen, if your mom or your dad is buying your shoes, you are not grown. If they're paying your bills, you're not grown. If you're offended, too bad. Dion, do I tell you this? Brother Dion may or may not be related to me. <laughs> You're not grown yet. You don't even want to pay no bills. You don't listen. You ain't interested in paying bills. I got do. Have you ever witnessed to somebody that's telling you everything that's going on about advising? One day, I'll, let's put it like this. One day I'll pull up at the park because I go to the park because we have Monday night basketball. I'll pull up at the park because all the dudes that play basketball, I'm always witnessing to them, talking to them, messing with them, play, playing basketball. I pull up in the park and two dudes that are 50 something years old that stay with their dads are out there in the park trying to give uh, financial advice to everybody. It, I, I was so mad, I just pulled up, I took a picture, and I sent it to Shelby. I said, now, what is they doing in the park? 
and will argue with me about how I don't know this. I don't know this. I'm like, man, look, you. You stay with your dad. And you're 50. You staying with your dad, you 50 years old, you living off your dad. I'm not going to respect you. It's going to be hard for me to respect you. I'm sorry. I, listen, I don't care. You can, I, where you find that in the Bible? You can twist all the scriptures you want to. I ain't respecting you. But that's what you're dealing with. And he'll come to church and then won't come to church on the weekdays, on the weekend, on the middle of the week because they have a Bible study. They can't read. That's what that's what we deal with. I, I know you get all the best fine upstanding citizens and all these good people and all of that. And by the way, my, my babies are soul winners. I've been praying for them to be soul winners all the time. They're going to lead these kids to the Lord on our street. They're going to listen. If you 10 years old, if you 15 years old and you ain't led nobody to the Lord by now, shame on you. That, that, that ain't no excuse. You should know how to give somebody a clear presentation, to God, especially if you're going to this church or a church like this. You out. Listen, mom, dad, let your kids play with the kids on the street. Because their parents may never go to church. But your kids can tell them how to get saved. Your kids can be an example of what to be to their kids. They give them something to think about. Let the kids ask your kids, why everybody in your family wear dresses? The girl across the street from us. We moved there. She's it's taken nine years for her to come to church and she's just now growing. She lost custody of her kids, got custody of her kids back. The kids is hellions. But two of them got saved. And I'm telling you, they'll disrupt the service. They'll do everything they possibly can. And, you know, I just I've come from the school of old fashioned uh, love taps. <laughs> Beatings, per se. <laughs> and that's what should be happening. But we catch Paul doing what he the God spirit of God forbid him. And he kept going and doing what the spirit of God. He was led by the spirit of God. And listen, he's doing what God told him to do. The Bible says in verse 14, a certain woman literally, I saw her purple. I said, I'm the city of Thyatira, which worship God heard us, whose heart the Lord opened. And she attended unto the things which were spoken to Paul. And when she was baptized and her household, she besought us saying, if you judge me to be faithful to the Lord, come in to my house. House and abide. A house church. You can't have a house church now. You say what you want to. People don't like you in their house. They're going to get tired of you in their house. And they're going to want you to get out. And I'm laughing because Brother Rogers, Rogers, what you said the other week about dysfunctional families, stay just, if you think they're just not dysfunctional, stay just a little long. Stay a little extra and you'll find out that they dysfunctional is you. Now, I know you say, well, our family is perfect. We do everything right. I don't believe you. Your family is dysfunctional as mine. The only thing about your family is God has protected you and blessed you and curved this look. the way. You know how you you know how when you take those pictures, you take them from your best side. God lets people see you from the best side, from the side that he got. He's blessed you on. He don't let them see the part of him that, you know. He said Marvel or DC, uh, uh, Two-Face, Batman, the dude, Two-Face, uh, he doesn't let you see that bad side. He always lets you see the side that he's already fixed and it looks presentable. 
So that's why people think so highly of you, because God's letting them see you from the presentable side. He's you, he, you don't see that. He don't see the part that he's still working on. He's working hard on, too. None of this. Well, God didn't have to work on me that much. Because I come from good stock. You know what I'm saying? When Mary had Jesus, a piece of uh, Jesus fell off and it fell off my dad. And here we are. We come from such good. No, no. That's not it. But the Bible says, and it came to pass as they went to prayer, a certain damsel to possess with the spirit of divination met us and which brought us her masters and much gain said by Sue saying the same followed Paul and us in Christ saying these men and servants of the most high God which show us uh, show unto us the way of salvation. And this did she many days. But Paul being grieved turned and said to the spirit, I command thee in the name of the Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came and he came the same hour. So guess what? Did that spirit of divination come out of her. Guess what? People were making money off of this lady and guess what they got mad and guess what Paul and Silas after the jail but this ain't after the jail this is before the jail they end up in the jail guess what what you gonna do when you when the spirit of God I had a better plan God and the spirit of God forbids you to do with your better plan that you thought was better and the spirit of God suffered you not to go to wherever you want to. We talk about being full of the Holy Ghost. We talk about being led by the spirit. We pray about being the Bible says Jesus was driven by the spirit into the wilderness. Who is doing the driving in your life? Is it you? Is it God? You know, because when God does the driving, he, he, he's, he's good at humbling people. You know, I listen, I, I don't know what you think, but none of this stuff I would pick. None of these ideas I would pick. If I was going to plant a church, it would be right where I wanted to be. The places I wanted the church to be, it was not there. I'm out in the country. I don't know nothing about the country. Well, go out. I'm just looking at the wheel like, what is this? You know, I'm from the city. The water just you just turn the water on and it comes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that propane tank is whatever. We got a heat pump. And guess what the heat pump does? Every time it's, it's supposed to switch from propane to the heat back and forth on its own. Every year, like clockwork, when it's time for the air conditioning part to switch on on its own. We got to go over there, mess with it, do something with it, play with it, whatever. And then leave the church for two or three times, come in there sweating like crazy a couple of times. And then the next time we come in there, it's just on. No, you you come in here, you just touch a button. You, you know, some people be here, it's too cold. It's too hot. The lights. We don't got that problem. We got a building. And it's out in the country. And you got somebody, they got somebody pastor. And listen, I, I listen up. You know, uh, I don't know how to build all these things. I can do it. It's probably not going to be proper. It might look like something, but it won't look like much. So just because you're the pastor don't mean you're supposed to have all of these things and you're supposed to have all of this and organize and this and this and this and this and this. Be happy with the pastor you got. Be happy with the pastor you got. You, 
It might get worse. <laughs> that, that, I'm not, that's not a shot at you. Bro. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. I, listen, we period. That ain't a shot at nobody. Because, you, you, you know, we live in a day and age where all of these women say, I, I deserve a better man. I'm going to get me a man. He's got to be this, 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 and that. They never get better. I got a whole bunch of them in my family. They're all single. They're 40. 50. They're kids. Single women make single women. It's going four or five generations in my family. Run off decent dudes. See them 20 years later, got a job, look good, feeling good. And, you know, I'm, and I'm antagonistic, so, you know, my cousins be trying to say something to them. I said, baby, you, I tell they dudes, you look good, baby. Drop that dead weight, did you? <laughs> I told you this ain't the family you want to mess with. Now, I, I don't play that. Listen, I, look, my kids, I'm not raising them to be no side chick, no baby mama, no... No, I'm not raising to be that. And if I catch Dusty, Dusty might have a broke arm. Because Pastor Rudolph going to rough up Dusty. I, listen, I ain't worried about whether you like it or not. I want to worry about when you go home and say, Pastor Rudolph is so politically correct. I could care less. But if your kids get in trouble, you call Pastor Rudolph, we come handle it for you. <laughs> now, I'm serious. I'm serious. If you, you think you can't handle them, send them to Pastor. We'll, have, we'll get them together. I, I can deal with it. You might can't deal with it. I can't. I don't, listen, I'm not from the suburbs of Detroit. You know, some people say they're from Detroit. They're from the suburbs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's not what it is. But the Bible says... The Bible says the same followed Paul and when they cried, verse 19, it says, and her, when her master saw that the hope of their gains were gone, they caught Paul's disciples and drew them into the marketplace of the rulers and brought them to the magistrates saying, these men being Jews do exceedingly trouble our city. You know what, Christian? You're exceedingly troubling the city. That's what the sinners think. And teach customs which are not lawful for us to receive, neither to observe being Romans. What they really mean, being heathens, they're not lawful. And we don't want to observe them. And because we're not saved, we don't have the power of the Holy Ghost to help us do that, which is right. You heard me say it before. I'll say it again. Sinners only know to do, do what they know to do. That's sin. They don't have the power to do right. Christian, you have the power to do right. Whether you allow the spirit of God to lead you, drive you and be filled with it. That's you. That's on you. It's not it's not my mom, my family, my church, my pastor. That's on you. If you don't come to church prepared to hear from the word of God, you're, that's on you. And the Bible says, and the multitude rose up together against him, and the magistrates ran off their clothes and commanded to beat them. The more majority of the people, a multitude, rose up, ripped off their clothes, and beat them. The Spirit forbade them to go into Asia. You know what they you know what you would be thinking? See, God, if you would just let me go and do what I wanted to do, it would have been better. Not realizing, like, God, you've been taking care of me this whole time. You didn't save me. Uh, my, I'll use myself. 
God, he got me out of a dysfunctional family, out of all the dudes in my neighborhood. Uh, I'm the one that's still alive. I'm married. I got kids serving the Lord. Uh, I got a church. Ain't no way I supposed to be alive. It don't. It can't. I can tell you time. For, I remember the bullets. I remember when the bullet hit me. It hurt. Don't get shot. But I got to follow God's plan. It's not my plan. If, I, if it's up to me, I, I got a whole lot of ideas. They don't work. And neither does yours. The Bible says that when they laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. This wasn't no regular jail. This wasn't no, you know how you say, oh, if you're in jail, you got three hots in a cot because you've never been to jail and you don't know nothing about jail. My, uh, I'm sorry, my mother-in-law told me, oh, it's like a, a, a vacation spot. And I was like, what vacation? Who are you talking about? What you talking about? You know, I can't think of the lady name who did the uh, expose on the news about uh, the, the Fed penitentiary where they was putting the, the uh, mafia dudes. Morgantown. She saw that on the news and she thought she understood prison. Be careful about watching TV and letting it tell you about people. Don't know how many. Listen, I, look, I'm a Christian. On the compound. I did not join the game. I just got mad at my nephew because he called me says, man, Uncle Jerome, I need money now. And I do this all the time when he called me, I said, too bad. So what? Fight. Yeah, that's what I'm telling him. And y'all don't understand when I say fight, what he got to do? So he says, man, I need you to send this money. He sent it to Roland X. I says, you sucker stroking bum. Oh, yeah. I said, you've been in jail 10 years and you just joined the bosoms. He joined them because they're a gang. I didn't join it. I didn't join no gang when I was in prison. I'm not running from nobody. We don't do that. I believe in man to man. I'm going to talk to you face to face. If we got to fight, let's fight. When we walk out of here, you're going to be my friend. That's what I believe. I don't need no help. If I need help, my mama told me, if you, you need a gang, you need a help, you a sucker. Now, you know, your, you know your mom could say some stuff to you that's very rough. You know, I know all of the moms are here. You're sweet, you're kind, and you never say bad things to your little boy, and you stroke his head, and you rub his face, and all of that. Y'all understand what I just said. Your mom could say some stuff to you that will never go away. When I went to prison, I never joined a gang. I was a Christian. And I'm telling you, the Muslims, the, uh, the five percenters, the Mexicans all told me they was going to kill me. I says, I'm going to be at the weight pile at this time. As a matter of fact, I'm going to come where y'all at. I made it out of prison because of Jesus Christ, not because I was tough. God just picked a tough dude. That's it. And then he says, let me smack you down. You will never be able to use all of that stuff no more. You got to use my means. But they're in the prison. They're in the jail. It wasn't one of these today jails. It was dug out, carved out out of rock. They in the bottom of it is water dripping, rats in it and everything. And the Bible says they were chained. They're chained. 
You don't know nothing about that. You, you know what you read when you say, oh, that's just, it's a nice little story. It's very unfortunate. Sorry about your luck. Next chapter. The Bible says, and they, and they put him on the, the jailer. The Bible says, who having received such a charge, thrust him into prison, in the inner prison, and made their feet fast in the stocks. The Bible says, and at midnight, at the darkest hour, when you would normally be crumbled up in your bed, folded up, throwing on yourself, and a baby in a fetal position, crying, moaning, and all of that, the Bible says, you know why they do this? Because they got a relationship with God. The Bible says they prayed. I'm talking about prayed and talk to God. God, you, I, you listen, they go through all the story. Listen, the spirit of God moved upon the face of the deep. Listen, we know in the spirit of God, construction has to happen. You have to change and you're fixing and you're molding and you're conforming us. I know when the spirit told us we want to go to Asia, you forbid us to go to Asia. We want to go to Bithynia. You said you suffered us not. We're doing what you told us to do and we're going to trust you. But now we're going to get it in. The Bible says they prayed and sang praises unto God. And I don't know how to explain it to you. I don't know how to make it make sense to you. But I'm telling you, and I was in jail and I read that and I started singing and I don't remember. It was Brother Donnie taught me victory in Jesus. And I never, I, I might have heard it, but I, I started learning victory in Jesus and, uh, uh, I can't think of the song. It's three verses. And two of the verses is the same. And I can't think of it. It's a, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, a, a assurance verse, assurance of salvation, uh, song. And I would sing it. And I remember when I would come out myself, I can't sing a lick. I'm 50 years old. It ain't got no better. 50, 51. I ain't got no better. But I remember when I come out my cell, the dudes and the that man sing, what's that song you be singing in the middle of the night? What I'm thinking is, is when they start singing, they start singing, they start praising God, the jailer, and now the jailer's still asleep. All the prisoners is watching like, man, what, listen, they singing, they praising God. The Bible says in Psalms one, uh, Psalms 150, the Bible says praising God and having uh, the Bible in Acts chapter two, verse four says praising God and having favor with all people. The Bible in, uh, also in Acts chapter two, and he leaped up and stood up, walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. But these are things after the victory. You know what they did? They acted as if they already had the victory because they had a personal, intimate relationship with the God of heaven. And they weren't bitter by their circumstances. They weren't bitter by the, the, uh, the place they found themselves in. The Bible says they prayed and started praising God. And think about that. The Bible in Psalms 150 said, praise ye the Lord, praise God in the sanctuary. If you come to church, you should come to church to praise God. Praise him in the fervent middle of his power. If you're alive and you're in the heavens, listen, you, this is the first heaven, you should be praising God. At work, I was telling Mark Rogers how I used to pull up to my job with uh, Jesus Lee's pumping. Yeah, y'all don't know what that is? Y'all know, know what that is? That means loud. You understand? It, it ain't no bass in Jesus leaves, okay? 
You know, when y'all ride up to the stop, stop sign and somebody's uh, windows down, music loud and certain aromas. Y'all know what I'm talking about. People think it's medicinal now. It's not. They're self-medicating because they don't have the spirit of God. The Bible says you praise him in his servant, man. Praise him, Paul. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. I submit that you to you as they were in there. They start praising him for his mighty acts. They start praising him for his excellent greatness. Uh, the Bible also says in Psalms 149, praise you the Lord. Sing unto the Lord a new song. Now, I, listen, I, I like new songs, uh, but I, it'd be worried. I'd be, Listen, teach me at home. Like Dion to try to play a different song at church. Like, hey, man, what, what's that? Now we don't practice now. Let's practice a song at home so when I get to church, it looks like I know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, you know, I say, uh, it's nothing wrong with new songs. Nothing. The Bible said, let, this, let them sing praises unto him with the timbrel and dance. Ah, yeah, we don't like that. The Bible says you should be dancing unto the Lord. So since we can't figure out how to put it in our perfect, uh, you know, little box, there'll be no dancing here. (laughs) That's not biblical. So we got a lot of standards and all of this stuff and. I'm independent from the middle. Big, 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 shut up. And I, listen, I've heard it. I heard the Big B Baptist and I said, that means big I. I'm the only one doing it right. That's all it means. Man, I got a Bible, man. All of that. Don't be. Listen, I better make sure I got to get faith. You know who I face in judgment? I got to face God by myself. You know what? I, I don't want your I don't want your judgment. I don't want your shoes. These shoes God gave me. My feet is the size God made them to be. You do what you're doing. I'm going to do it. I got to face judgment for myself. But the Bible says they praise God. And the Bible says, listen, just imagine what is think was happening. And suddenly there was a great earthquake. Certainly there was a suddenly there was a great earthquake. So that the foundation of the prison was shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loosed. Now, guess what? There was dudes in there that was going to that was in jail because they were supposed to have been in jail. You know, the Bible said they didn't leave. They didn't leave because of the testimony of Paul and Silas. You know, some people shouldn't leave because of your testimony. You know, when people get sideways or out or I don't like the pastor today. Now, the pastor didn't for uh, 59 and a half years enslaved and did everything and helped you everything. And then this six minute, uh, six month, six minute, six hour, six month, whatever you want to call it, session where you're sideways, I'm done. You know what should happen? Somebody else should see your testimony and stay. Because, you know, because you're being led of the spirit because you're full of the Holy Ghost. Because you've been driven by the spirit. And when the spirit forbade you to do something, you didn't do it. And when the spirit suffered you not to do something, you didn't do it. That's what should happen. 
That's what should happen. But the Bible says they, they prayed at the, the, at the at middle of the midnight and they sang praises unto God. Earthquake comes. And the Bible says, and the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors are open, he drew out a sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoner had been fled. But Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm, for we are all here. You think a church got started then? You know, it was already one at uh, Lydia's house. They already got one at Lydia's house. Now they're going to have one at the jailer's house. That's two in one city. That's it right there. You see that? Another church starts because of Paul and Silas. Faithfulness. Listen to the spirit of God. Now they ain't got nothing to do with that. I'm just, that's something I said I was talking to Lucas about. It's talking about Bible, Bible, Bible stuff, Bible stuff. What the Bible say? The Bible says in the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep, seeing the prisoner's doors open, he drew out the sword, would have killed himself. Uh, supposing that Paul, supposing that the prisoner were gone, the Bible said, but Paul cried with a loud voice saying, do thyself no harm. Then he called for a light, sprang in, came trembling, fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Listen, had they went to Bithynia or had they went to Asia? That jailer probably killed himself off of another circumstance, off of another situation. God has you on the path that he got you going on. The spirit got you on the path that he got you going on for the people that you're to meet. For you, for the people that you're to reach. Reach those people. You ever think that God's going to tell you like, hey. When the judgment seat of Christ, he's gonna say, Hey, remember this person? And you say, No, I don't know who that is. Well, let me give you this story about me. I had you right here, <clears throat> and I told you to take a right. I told you you couldn't go left, but you went left, or you got mad, you got you stewed right there, and you stayed right there, and you didn't go right, you didn't admit that person. Well, what that got to do with me? You lose off of that. And then God just go down the line of all the people that you should have reached, all the people you should have talked to, all the instances where you didn't, when he forbid you and he suffered you not to do something. Whether you got attitude, whether you got sideways with God, whether you got upset with God, whether you thought that I've, I've been cheated. Help, let me help you. The only been person been cheated in this situation is Jesus Christ. He got the short. He got shortchanged. He's perfectly holy, righteous, pure, eternal. You're not eternal. He's going to make you eternal. You're not pure. He makes you pure. You're not righteous. You get you imputed his righteousness. You imputed his holiness. All of this is about him. It's never been about me, you or anybody. But I submit to you, if you, I let the spirit drive you like Jesus. I mean, Jesus lets the spirit, he's in charge of the whole universe. The spirit is driving him. There's nothing wrong with submission. 
There's nothing wrong with taking good leadership. Now, this leadership is from the spirit of God. He's been driven by the spirit. He's full of the Holy Ghost. He's uh, he's he's uh, <clears throat> he's he's being led by the Holy Ghost. And then he's forbidden by the Holy. Paul is forbidden by the Holy Ghost and he suffered not by the Holy Ghost. But if we allow the Holy Ghost to do what it's do its job, we could better do our job and we could get out of the way. What you going to do when the spirit of God tells you. You can't go there. You can't do that. And then after he does that, his plan is better than your plan. And then you end up in a prison cell. You're going to pray and sing praises to God or you end up in your storm. You're going to pray and sing praises to God. Or you're going to get sideways with the Lord. I'll end it with this. And uh, this would this I'm going to tell you something that encouraged me. Brother Vogelpool, I remember the first day I met Brother Vogelpool, we was out street preaching. And he had came from PB, he had came, I think he just got back from PBI. Me and Jamie was out there and he and me introduced me to him. And he said, this, 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 his name was Dana then, all right? So I, it's hard for me to do Dane and all of that. I'm sorry, bro. But uh, and I says, what, you, what are we going to do? You're going to street preach? Because this is what we do. We, uh, you know, this is, I got out of prison. I, I was street preaching on the compound. So you you can talk to me about street preaching all you want to. I was free preaching when I was in prison 20, 30 years ago. So he's out there. I said, come on, you preaching? He said, no, he kept walking around because, you know, we, you don't, people that street preach really don't tell people that sometimes we get out there and we don't feel like a preacher. And we'll walk around, do this, you preach first. Man, I'm not motivated today and all of this. And then somebody says, ah, shut up. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's my turn. Come on, you, you, you finished? I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready to go now. We don't tell you that. So he had to walk around, do all of that, and then got ready to start preaching. I said, oh, yeah, this is what I like. See, I, I like people that's going to go hard for Jesus because when I was in the streets, I went hard. So if you go hard for the devil, you better go hard for Jesus Christ. But if you're going to serve the Lord Jesus Christ, there's going to be some hard times in life. There's going to be some humbling times in life. There's going to be some times where you're going to have to watch the hastiness, as they were saying last night. Stop being haste. Stop doing stuff in haste. You're going to have to learn some patience. And learn to wait on the Lord. But guess what? If they don't follow the spirit, Philippian jailer don't get saved. Lydia and her family don't have a church in their house and the Philippian jailer don't have a church in their house. I submit they probably merged or whatever, but you got two house churches because they and they Asia still got reached. All of these other places still got reached. But, you know, God's timing is better than your timing. So when the spirit suffers you not and forbids you to go, just be obedient. All right. Come on, Pastor.